Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good? Great. All right. So, um, remember how I said I was going to try to keep this, like, a light podcast, a happy place, and a place that, like, you know, people can come and they don't have to, like, worry about, like, eh, everything that's going on out there right now? Okay. So, I've changed my mind. So, trigger warning right now. <laughs> um, this whole podcast, the whole entire topic, it's going to include my opinions on um, the children going back to school wearing masks um, and the dangers with that. Um, my thoughts on what I've been seeing in the media with the whole pedophile ring thing and then the um uh what what do they call themselves freaking I don't even it's ridiculous the the minor minor attracted person map oh you want to call yourself a map because you are not the fucking way (laughs) um yes I, I I feel um I need to speak on this subject from personal experience and everything. Like, I need to. It would be a big injustice to um, all the victims out there and, like, people like myself to read stuff like this that's being shared out there and not speak on it. Um, because apparently now it's either you're outspoken over stuff you've done no research on, or you are quiet and complacent out of fear of upsetting somebody, (laughs) is, is the two oppositions I get sometimes, (laughs) or just, yeah, just, I'm just met with complete silence when I speak on these things and that's terrifying to me because I, I, I'm a, a victim of child molestation from my own grandfather who was put through court and, um, it was a hung jury. So yeah, um, he got away with it. I grew up living in the house right next door to him. We had a, (laughs) um, what do you call that? We had a, and I'm laughing, but I'm laughing because of how, how crazy it sounds when I say it out loud now, because I've literally pushed so much of this stuff down and stopped talking about it for so long, like that it even became to me like, eh, I don't want to talk about it. It's just a touchy subject. I don't want to hurt people. That's just a lot. But I've been realizing that that's been carrying over to a lot of other topics, very important topics. And topics that are happening, like, they're trending right now, so to speak. But it's very, like, it's very weird. Because it just depends on what type of media you are following. Is how, what information you get. What you may have been told. And those are different things. (laughs) Like, we are having a lot of problems with, like, the media and them pushing their own narratives and stuff. But, like, I've been seeing it and it's, I'm just like, wow. So, 
I try to keep to myself a lot and you know I like to learn new stuff but every once in a while like I see something and I'm just like okay I, I gotta read this and see what what is going on and hold on let me take a sip of my coffee because oh my goodness okay so you might hear my phalanges tip tapping on my phone um, this is probably one I could have done on my laptop and then had my phone for backup information I did not I apologize <laughs> um, anyways so I'm pretty sure you're still recording right now I hope you are that would be okay it still shows you are all right cool so I um, was scrolling through Facebook this morning I got up extra early did all my chores everything <laughs> um, but I, I sat down on my front porch to drink some coffee and just scroll through Facebook and see what kind of craziness is out there today. And I scroll past my friend who shared this post of this news article. Um, let's see, who is it? The, the, the media, whatever you would want to call them, is Mia. M-E-A-W-W. -W. So I I want to say like meow, but it's meow, whatever. Um, Meow.com. And they have a pop-up here that's blocking my... <laughs> okay, sorry. <sighs> um, so the title, uh, it says... That this is in the news and this is human interest um, the title is pedophiles rebranding themselves as minor attracted persons seek same protection as LGBT community report using social sites they are also trying to recategorize pedophilia as a harmless sexual preference um, so this was published June 29th, 2020 by Divya Kishore. Kishore, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, then there's a Getty image. Um, interesting. A Getty image of a little girl whose mouth is completely covered and part of her whole face is completely covered by a large man's hand. This stuff's, uh, it just makes my skin crawl. It makes me so angry. And I usually like a lot, I, I guess that's the idea of it is to like, you don't read it. And then you don't, <laughs> then you don't, you miss out on what the other side is trying to freaking push. Basically, like, I guess that's. <laughs> so I don't even know if I'm allowed to read this verbatim like legally or whatever i gave out her her sources and my source whatever all that stuff so it, now that that's out of the way like um i'm gonna share my opinions on this and i'll probably paraphrase some parts of it that are you know in here i don't think i can read it verbatim um but um 
these are talking about there's several notorious child sex offenders of Britain are using online platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter to rebrand themselves as minor attracted persons. Though these social media sites, they are also trying to recategorize, oh, through these, I'm sorry, through these social media sites, they are also trying to recategorize pedophilia as a harmless sexual preference. Um, that's the very first paragraph of this article. And, like, my blood is boiling. Like, I've already read this once. And my blood is boiling right now. Like, I literally feel like I could burst into flames between, like, my skin crawling feeling and, like, the anger that I can feel radiating from my body. <laughs> and they say that, like, you know, maybe it's not so good to, like, speak when you're angry. Um, but... I Th this has gone like absolutely like too far and this is like a, a serious serious problem and it's um my god <laughs> like I, what else do I need to say about it um it doesn't need to happen it shouldn't ever happen and god I hope I can stop anybody from having to go through that ever 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 because like I don't know if those people don't understand what you, like, what happens to that child's mind after you've done whatever it is you've wanted to do, but, um, like, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't just go away. You don't, you don't just forget about that shit and, you know, that's something that I live with. And I would, I would hope that I, if I ever, ever, like, <laughs> knew something like that was going on, that, that I would do my damnedest and I would do anything I had to, to protect that child or whoever it is in that situation, period. Um, I hope that anybody that comes to me can, like, feel comfortable coming to me if they need my help especially like with something like that like domestic abuse spousal abuse uh, uh molestation rape uh if you need to speak to somebody like reach out reach out to somebody do not hold that stuff in um because it will not go away it won't and it it will haunt you for the rest of your life and even after you've come to terms with it and, and worked on it. So I'm just saying, just don't reach out, be comfortable to reach out and talk because like I said, it, it takes a long time to heal from stuff like that. And obviously I'm still healing from stuff like that, but uh, I, it absolutely ter terrifies me um, to think that uh, they're, they're, they're desensitizing people this much. And like I've seen it in my child's 
videos that she watches and her games and stuff and and the the shows that are geared towards children her age and what I'm hearing and seeing a lot of the time I don't approve of I don't accept I don't I'm not okay with uh so like I, my daughter's not even allowed to watch YouTube anymore and that was on the kids section like <laughs> I'm sorry, this this podcast is going to be all over the place, and it's probably going to be a long one. Emotional, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but, like, the I, I seen this post, and it just brought on so many emotions. And then I, I'm just thinking about, like I said, how, how many people are just grazing past this out of like not wanting to go through the emotional roller coaster ride of reading it but like especially if you are freaking a victim to like have to go through that i get it but because we're not making ourselves aware of this stuff that's being pushed out there like these people are like <laughs> it's disgusting Anyways, let's see if we can get through some more of this for you. Um, um, they're trying to recategorize pedophilia as a harmless sexual preference. Um, despite like my initial emotions of everything you just seen just trying to get through this. <laughs> but trying to think of it on a... a, a logical side of you if you will who is it only one-sided or like who gets to decide because if you're saying that it's a harmless sexual preference that you would need consent from both sides and in order to have consent from both sides you need to have consent from a minor, someone that has been dubbed a minor, who is not old enough to buy alcohol, is not old enough to buy cigarettes, is not old enough to buy certain medications, is not old enough to buy cough drops. They're not even allowed, they're not old enough to buy cough drops. But they're allowed to make a choice to have consensual sex with an adult if we seriously are asking these questions now like it's i am i'm so sad i'm so sad for my daughter's generation because this is disgusting i don't i don't care if this is a fluff piece or some bullshit this is disgusting and that this is even out there to begin with So they're referring to themselves as MAPS, short for, you know, Minor Attracted Persons. It's, they're trying to detach themselves from the stigma attached to the word pedophile. Fuck you. MAP pride flag. Their own rainbow MAP pride flag. Should be celebrated as a niche group alongside the LGBT community. Are you kidding me? 
if the LGBT community, I'm pretty sure there's some other letters in there now too. I'm sorry. Um, it, it, but if you accept this into <laughs> your community, uh, like that's just, that's taking so many steps back. So many steps back. I would really hope that, like, just because, like, you were born gay, that, like, you don't feel like you're, should be in the same category as somebody that likes to touch little children. Like, period. I'm sorry. I, I, I've met very many people of the LGBTQ community out there, and not a single damn one of them that I know and hang out with is okay with that and would proudly walk alongside them in a fucking parade. I, I my goodness. And I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's so... Like, I ha- I just- <laughs> There's no words. There's no words. To- to- t- Ugh. Um, they've sourced out a- Oh, un- unidentified users have posted memes online proclaiming gay maps are amazing. And- cartoon characters saying repost if you think maps should be able to date minors what is this minor attraction is natural this is disgusting besides the investigation by the mail on sunday I'm sorry, This the way this article is written is a little bit different, but um, it was discovered the profile image of these anonymous accounts. The users are using cartoon avatars rather than photographs. Most of them have mentioned the ages of children they are attracted to, and it, sh- it goes to show... I can't even read this. And it goes to as low as two to seven. They are a fiendish group of subhumans, and they will find no haven in the LGBTQ community. We are utterly rebuke their delusional and evil claims. Otep Shemaya, I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong, a gay rights campaigner said. Thank you. Like, please. <laughs> Two to seven years old? So are you going to say, you know, if, if they can consent at that age then they should be able to buy cigarettes and alcohol right and prescription well their own over-the-counter drugs prescription drugs that you have to be 18 for cough drops they're allowed to buy cough drops now right two-year-old that's what you're saying if they if they're sound enough mind to consent to something like that this is disgusting Like, I've already, I started, I did my, my cry, and now, now I'm just like, I'm a loss for words and angry. <laughs> okay. 
This is not the first time such a campaign has started online. According to reports in the 1970s and 80s, the Pedophile Information Exchange, PIE campaign, wow, was there that took advantage of the gay liberation movement at the time to push for pro-child abuse policies, such as lowering the age of consent to just four. Oh my God. It has also been said that the current propaganda has chilling echoes of the pie that happened dead, dead I'm sorry, decades ago. Uh, the pie campaign was dissolved in 1984. Oh, I'm sorry, that's my alarm. I, I turned all my notifications and sound off but my alarm, and I happened to wake up before my alarm. Uh, there's a plane flying overhead. I'm sorry, I can't quiet that for you. So, and this is saying, like, is this in Britain or is this in the United States? I'm so confused. Um, let's see. Through the pie camp, though, I can't read. Though the pie campaign was dissolved in 1984, the investigation by the newspaper has found out that its former chairman, Tom O'Carroll, is still active and is using social sites to argue for the legalization of pedophilia um it says there was an interview on youtube britain's most notorious pedophile campaigner o'carroll has claimed sexual relationship between an adult and a child is similar to a relationship between a child and a mother along with youtube this is disgusting he also uses his wordpress blog to work towards the legalization of sex with children um, but the WordPress has suspended his blogs. Good for you, WordPress. Thank you. Um, the report stated that some academics are also... That they believe pedophiles' voices should be heard. Um, somebody signed a 2018 letter written to Twitter demand... To Twitter? Demanding retrieval of pedophile accounts that were taken down. Harper stated that pedophilia and child abuse are not the same things, and pedophilia is sexual attraction pattern that shares common features with others. I... Wow. Okay, so Twitter responded, Zero tolerance for any material that features or promotes child sexual exploitation. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you. So... I see this. I haven't seen anything from Instagram or YouTube, which I, they've already been pretty silent on the matter, given the, uh, you know, it's the community on YouTube, but n not the actual, you know, YouTube themselves. Oh my goodness. That it just in I'm like physically exhausted now afterwards just like fudge. Um 
that was disgusting. Like it, it that that's the stuff that's going on right now. Like, really. Now, like I'm out of con- complete curiosity. Okay. All right. I had to go back to you. I'm like mini heart attack. I didn't see it moving at the top. I was like, uh, are you not recording still? Okay. <laughs> so out of curiosity, I am going to go to YouTube. You know what? No, I don't even want to be logged in for that. So I'm going to go to Google and search YouTube and go through that way. So I'm not signed in. And I need to search out these freaking, the maps. Okay, that's the YouTube app. I need the online. Okay, YouTube. Maps. Alright, now I would assume this is going to be... Yeah, see, this is a lot of, obviously, maps. It's going to be, first thing that comes up is Google Maps. Okay, so it's not, well, I don't even know. What was it? A minor? Yeah, that was a search. The disturbing world of maps, minor attracted people, facts and fallacies of minor attracted persons, why Tumblr sucks, episode six, minor attracted people, YouTube. Um, side note, I keep getting comments saying that all these communities have existed before Tumblr. So like this is like on like there are people speaking out but it's just real quiet nobody's talking about it and I'm just I, I stumbled across that <laughs> that YouTube or YouTube I'm sorry that link to that article and I was just like wow like they're really trying that that that's really happening right now that's I anyways so that I have all so many subjects so many um oh my goodness so like I said that that brings up like the the you know consent consent of the child and they're saying as young as four and in that that they could be attracted to as young as two to seven my heart hurts my heart (laughs) literally hurts and um i would like do they have to get their parents consent still like you know when you're 16 you can get your parents consent for certain things like they you just have to have their written consent or them being there with you and then you like to get into a rated r movie um like (laughs) i seriously i don't want to sit on my front porch and cry right now but that's like all I want to do right now because, oh my God, that, 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 uh, okay. So this is going to be just like a crazy lady, just <laughs> whatever. Um, ah, 
how how do you even respond to something like that? I get why so many people just completely graze over it so quick because holy shit, my fucking heart hurts just because now I'm just I'm thinking about like all those children <laughs> and the naive parents or are they willing parents? Like what the fucking fuck? Um Give me just a minute. I'm going to go refill my coffee and blow my nose, wipe my face away, and try to collect myself a little bit before I come back and continue. Otherwise, I'm just going to talk in circles and blubber, and I will be right back. Okay, I'm back. I've collected myself a little bit a little bit better, as much as I can, but like, <laughs> I've still been like <laughs> talking back and forth with a friend that posted that article and we're just discussing it and it's just duh okay anyways so this type of stuff like it that this article is claiming is happening like it's sad that like I am not surprised by it like it's it hurts <laughs> it does and it's absolutely terrifying but like I've I've witnessed this not in in exact this um I to me I can't bring myself to go and search for these people um but I do spend quite some time on YouTube in the YouTube community um between you know different tutorials and you know mainly like crafting tutorials stuff like that um but I do see like the drama channels they call it and the news channels and I do watch some of them here and there to see like what's going on and um like it it, it is a thing and it's it's just absolutely terrifying and people are getting away with different things because like people are getting uh, making it so vague and <laughs> so like I, I I have not personally gone and searched out maps like on YouTube because you know I, I just did a Google and it was literally trying to tell me Google Maps like the app and all that stuff so like it is clever that they make the their name of it, it to where when you Google it it brings up a whole bunch of other stuff so you really got to dig <laughs> to to find this stuff or specifically worded and so like this whole like they're making claims with YouTube Instagram and Twitter okay I personally I I have an Instagram I have a Twitter and I have YouTube of the three the one I use the most is YouTube um, my Instagram is randomly when I uh, remember I'll post it on there. I barely follow anybody. I barely let anybody follow me. Um, it's more as like for myself, like, Oh, those are pretty. I like this moment. I'm going to capture it. That's it. But like, um, like I follow some people on there that like are bigger influencers and stuff that I've found through YouTube, like to be able to see like pictures of their, like the craft, their artwork, whatever it is. Um, and like now they have like the, the Instagram stories where you can click it and it's just a quick little video, but some of them are like really long videos. So I don't know. 
but I really don't go on there all that much to just browse aimlessly. It's it's pretty much just I post my pictures, look at my pictures, look at a couple in my newsfeed, and then I move on. Um, and then with Twitter, that's it's pretty much about the same thing. I, I do have a Twitter, and for a long time, the only reason why I had a Twitter was because of all the different like Amazon giveaways and Facebook giveaways and YouTubers that were giving away stuff in order to qualify for entry to their giveaways you had to like them on Twitter or retweet this or something like that and I was like whatever I can do that if it's a chance for me to win something cool uh so I did that um but like literally I don't really post on mine all that much like now I actually do I post uh, see I'm horrible about like new routines but um so I have been trying to post more of my what you call it, um, links to these, my podcast on there. Um, just because it's separate, like I use Facebook the most and like, just so it's like separate from my Facebook. So I have a little bit more freedom to talk anonymously. Like I'm not really anonymous. I'm like not trying to hide my identity or anything, but like, I don't know. To me, it's awkward. Like like I sing, I love to sing all the time, but like you ask anybody in real life, there's like very few of them that have ever heard me actually sing in real life. And that's because, um, like at stage fright, like the only, only people that have actually listened to me sing uh, is when I'm like a few drinks in at a bar doing karaoke. And that hasn't been for many years. Okay. Um, but like, same thing, but when you go on there, like there's a certain amount of freedom like there's a youtuber I follow um that I, I followed her on twitter and then now all of a sudden she's like switched up her whole thing and she's on OnlyFans selling pictures of herself and I'm just like oh my god um I'm like no judgment whatever do you but like you go on twitter and on her twitter and it's like bam you can see everything and like yeah <laughs> wow, I wasn't expecting that. It's like, to me, I don't know. It's, I, I guess, I mean, to an extent, like movies that I've watched back in the day, like it shouldn't be that much of a deal to me. Like I've seen naked women, like I'm a woman, <laughs> but still like to put it out there so blatantly, like, I know when I was younger, if there was, like, sex scenes or something, you know, the, the telltale, cover your eyes. <laughs> um, but, like, I guess it's a little bit differently when your child is holding a telephone of their own, scrolling through at their own on whatever, and the, the freedom to just, and stumble across that, it's, man, um, my daughter doesn't have social media <laughs> um she yeah I I have the um what do they call that um kids home on android devices um uh, I have that set up on a phone for her and yeah I literally go through every all all the ads are turned off Every possible chance for her to accidentally spend money is turned off. Um, she can't even, like, download any games herself. They have to go through me. I have to download them, approve them, add them. 
over to her side on the kids home and I I'm okay with that I know it's kind of like limiting her um but at this point honestly it's like um she can live without it (laughs) I it was a gift she she had a tablet before and it was like my mom's old phone it doesn't have cell service uh, I personally think that she's still too young for a phone phone, but how convenient that she could use this free handheld device um, to play her games to keep her occupado, um, like here and there and stuff, whatever. But things got a little carried away um, to the point like we had to limit her on that just alone, had to limit her to like, okay, like it, it's getting to be a little bit too much. like there's no cell phones allowed at the dinner table period and um you leave your cell phone downstairs at night to charge it does not need to be up in your room and now it's gotten to the point where um she is really only allowed her cell phone um on the weekends like as if it's like the weekends is her day off school days it's a little bit more lax now because summer but I still Um, I do not allow her to be on her phone or sit in front of a TV for hours and hours at a time because that, no, like I make her get outside and get some fresh air. Anywho, but with now introducing her to a cell phone, she has found YouTube. YouTube kids, like we have all the settings and everything and you can pick your age range and all that stuff. Cool. Um, so we did that for her and it's like a mixture of, um, like Daniel Tiger, (laughs) like baby cartoons, she calls them baby cartoons and like a lot of like gameplay and uh, unboxing. Like you get to watch another kid open a toy that you really want and then he gets to play with it and tell you how great it is. Um, that's videos aimed towards kids right now. Um, the uh, gamer videos um, like my daughter my husband's a big gamer he loves games and my daughter she's interested in games too especially like for some reason she got into Minecraft she is obsessed with Minecraft because I think it's like a trending thing she heard about it at school she also learned about um, Five Nights at Freddy at school from someone else and Um, so then she started looking them up and, uh, like when I heard her talking about Five Nights at Freddy, I'm like, okay, well I need to research this and figure out what it is. So like, basically it's like a jump scare game. There's like no violence. Um, but, but there, like, there still is though, like the actual game itself, no, but the story behind it for you to like get into all the characters and like the explanation of each one and all this and why and the whole thing it's inappropriate for children. (laughs) Um, and she's obsessed with it, but she's obsessed with like the spookiness of it and the characters themselves because they're, they're animatronic bears and ducks and foxes and they're made to look cool and edgy and blah. Um, and like the whole idea is cool, but like the the storyline behind it to begin the whole thing is, I don't know, maybe it's just the, the fan fiction or whatever that's gotten carried away, but I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. And 
it's it just deeply disturbing and to where my daughter was like obsessed with them and it was just I don't know it, it was weird it was different yeah um but like through that she used to watch a lot of um gameplay like somebody else playing the game and her just watching them play this game I mean the same as like to basically where you're just sitting on your ass just watching somebody else live life and do everything that you want to do but you're 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 sitting on your butt watching them do it I personally um I can see like the benefit of that through like tutorials and crafting and like getting ideas and stuff or like meditation maybe but all the, the stuff that's aimed towards kids like I remember like freaking Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and like PBS Kids all that stuff like I have that on my TV I, I got the PBS Kids app for her to watch all those I have the Disney Plus and I have the Netflix and she has her own and we have since like she's learned to use discretion if she's going to watch something she needs to make sure like it's appropriate and she's understanding what's appropriate and what's not appropriate but she would watch these um it was like Five Nights at Freddy Minecraft um what is that other one what's the other one um Fortnite, Fortnite, <laughs> um, but all these like popular games that like all these kids are like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. and they want to play it, they want to watch it, everybody wants to talk about it, they want all the gear for it, the 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 garb, flash, whatever you want to call it, merch, um, but like so she's obs- she was obsessed with watching like other people play these video games, and I'm just like, what the hell, whatever, and she was sitting there and and I'm cooking dinner (laughs) and she's in the living room with it on the big screen watching these this person and like for one it's stressful because this person is like yelling they're playing the game and they're like "Ah! oh my god oh my god like just being overly dramatic but like so like to me it's one of those like I, I started to like shut it out you know like you know how moms can like do that um, so I would like shut it like, oh my gosh, so annoying, whatever, blah, blah. But I was cooking and I'm sitting right there and I, I'm trying to, you know, concentrate on cooking and this thing, it's so loud, it's so loud, but I'm listening and it's just a couple, they're, they're teenagers or adults, like they sound more adult, like they don't sound like kids and they're, they're talking to each other as the characters that they're playing in the game. And they're talking back and forth, and they're like, oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, essentially what I got from it was that um, this one character was pregnant, and her her ex-boyfriend was jealous because she cheated on him and got pregnant. He pushed her down the stairs, and these other two characters are trying to take her and rush her to the hospital to save her and her baby. And they're just, oh, my God, oh, my God, we got to, no, we got to get over here, blah, blah, blah. But, like... If you're not watching it with the volume on, it literally just looks like two characters that are playing each other in a game and they're just going through the different little buildings and trees and stuff like that. Um, but like I, I started hearing like different words here and there where I'm like, was that 
was that did they just say the f-bomb what did they just say shit and, and like then that's when I started listening and I heard this stuff and I'm just like whoa 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 I'm sorry she was seven seven years old and yes I will take full credibility for like she you know, probably too young at seven years old to be on YouTube kids even um but I'm just like what the hell like this is like through the parental locks and all this other stuff and her specific age group and still like they can talk about topics like this like in what world is it appropriate to like I don't know have a casual conversation like that in a freaking child's game like but then film it and edit it and put that on Facebook geared towards children to watch that it's like desensitizing them to that to where it's like oh yeah I hear about that all the time on my game like it would be one thing if it was like teaching them like a teachable moment of like you know this is like not appropriate um you know you don't like domestic violence any any of that stuff any of that stuff but it wasn't it was literally just like a soap opera you're watching but geared towards kids on a video game for a topics that were inappropriate for them so needless to say my daughter is not allowed to use youtube anymore and that sucks um until i can find a way to make it to where i know for sure the videos that she is watching are completely appropriate um that limits her to very much new content every once in a while it could be like because I have to go through and vet all of that and stuff um but like that alone now to see that there's a possibility that these people are out here trying to get into that world and possibly quite possibly already are in that world just under disguise using cartoon characters for their profile pictures and playing video games that children like to watch to get them fangirling onto them essentially and pushing this narrative that you know yeah of course if you tell a kid your parents don't want you to be in love with somebody that's older than you because they're just jealous or whatever the thing is like Momo that whole thing with Momo that happened where they're literally telling these kids to undermine their parents and it's just they're like the only way that this works is when parents are not involved and and naive to the dangers of the internet and these electronics that they're giving their children and allowing them to be raised on this and that you know you have your generations that were raised on television and television alone cartoon network and all them others things like the jokes about it um like the new age now is youtube instagram twitter tiktok um it was vine before they had another one there there have been so many and so many have been shut down because of problems being able to keep the consumer safe <laughs> basically um it, it, it's 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 terrifying but like literally these people are literally trying to convince everyone it's okay it's okay 
when it's not okay. It is absolutely not okay. Like, if you are not old enough to buy your own cough drops, you are not old enough to consent to sex with an adult that is freaking 10 times your age. I'm sorry. 10 years your senior. 5 years your senior. I don't care. If you're a minor, like, you have to, there has to be a line here. And I, I, when I read, it was, they've already tried this before, this community, to get sexual consent from as young as four-year-olds. Four-year-olds. I'm sorry. Four years old. My daughter couldn't even properly speak, like, fluently (laughs) at four years old. And you're going to say that you're, you're going to argue that she could have potentially given sexual consent. That is disgusting. Like, that, that's disgusting. No. That cannot happen. I'm getting, I'm getting angry again. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. No. It's just... So, with the YouTube thing and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see that they're desensitizing and yeah, whatever. This goes along with that whole argument they had about video games and rap music and all that. The bad influence here. (laughs) Um, But like we've beat that horse so many times that nobody wants to listen to it anymore. And I can't help but think that that's the very same reason why they're using that stuff now because it's like oh you've already argued that so many times and it's been proven false but now it's freaking real i can't listen to the music these days it's whatever um i guess you know i am biased because you know i am i am a victim uh my grandfather molested me when i was younger and I don't care to get into a whole lot of details of that other than um, by the age of 13 I finally was able to speak up and still felt disgusted and still felt like it was my fault and um, went through court it was hung jury and uh, I had the choice to you know do this whole process all over again or just keep the no contact order renewed and leave me alone, basically. Oh, this is awkward because the neighbor can probably most definitely hear me and they just came out. Um, and with how hard it was to go through that whole process once and to, you know, explain, like, I didn't want to talk about it to people. Like, I felt like, okay, I can just keep this keep this separate from my life with my friends like I'm 13 years old I was in was I in fifth grade or sixth grade I I honestly I can't I think it was either fifth or sixth grade and um I just remember that you know we had to explain to my teacher in person with me standing there why I needed to um, be let out of school early that day and why I would be missing the following day as well. And um, from, for somebody that doesn't know that that, like, that that happened to you and then just finding out 
and then like the the pity that ensues afterwards and like the the they look at you differently <laughs> and like no matter what you do they're always going to look at you differently and I think that's a lot of what everybody is always afraid of for speaking out because they're going to look at you differently no matter what <laughs> um but after explaining that and ha like having to open up to a few of my closer friends that were questioning what was going on and then to go through all that and sit there and listen to um, family members testify against me and you know make sure that they mention that he's in the like he was a veteran in the army and he works in the church and he volunteers at the jail and all this stuff like all these credentials that they are throwing up there and bringing up to make him look better to balance out, out what he did and it ended up being a hung jury um there were some that absolutely refused to give him a pass and vote not guilty and some of them just wanted to get it over with and voted guilty or I'm sorry the other way around they, they there was some people just could not sway their vote from guilty and they could not come to a, a unanimous vote and so it was a hung jury and I want to thank those people um, that information was not given to me obviously they're jurors um, but I just want to thank those people that uh, still stood their ground to defend me and stand up for me not even knowing who I am um, because that alone um, helped me a little bit to, to get past to where I didn't lose all hope. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, um, I went through that whole process and it was stressful at the same time. Um, my parents were still newly in a divorce. They were already divorcing, like already divorced. And, uh, my dad had already remarried, but they were, it was a long custody battle. And it just happened to be at the same time as this custody battle still going on that this came out. And a lot of family members um, chalked it up as my mom had put me up to it to win the custody battle against my father. And uh, my father was one of them that was helping push this narrative. My grandmother was the one pushing this narrative um, along with my grandpa, obviously. Um, yeah, aunts, uncles that I hadn't seen or spoken to in quite some time were now, you know, distancing themselves from me, um, never calling me a liar to my face. Only one of them had, no, no, I will, I will take that back. She still has yet to call me a liar to my face. Um, but she has harassed me through Facebook. She has harassed me. Um, she got my cell phone number and she even went as far as to message me to screenshot the post of her talking shit about me um, and what happened to me um, because I had blocked her and I didn't want to see any of that stuff anymore. So because I had blocked her, um, she felt it necessary for me to see uh, her just talking so much shit about me and 
saying that I was a liar, that I made it all up and all this other stuff. And, <laughs> but like the, the links that people went to shut me up and to make me feel like I was the one in the wrong and that I did something wrong. It was so disheartening to where like my own brothers didn't want to believe me, didn't want to associate with me because, um, now that stuff, uh, a lot of that has been reopened in the last year after my grandfather went missing. Um, he went missing. He was suffering from dementia for many years and symptoms showed up. Apparently they showed up, uh, shortly, not long after, um, the whole court thing happened and he just progressively got worse and worse with dementia or Alzheimer's, whichever one it is. Um, but he last November walked out of his home in the middle of the night, apparently, and, um, there have been several searches later and months have gone by now and he still has not been located. Um, I, it's so complicated. Um, I had disassociated myself with this person years ago, um, over 20 years ago. And like when the court things came out, it was, that was finally when I was able to feel like I was strong enough to stand up against him. And, uh, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't look at, it had been so long. I didn't look at this person as, as him anymore. I, I put that aside and all the people that just wanted to pretend like it never happened, it, it eventually it worked on me um here and there but never always <laughs> um so when he went missing I decided you know even though it was hard for me I think it was harder to see my family hurting and I just wanted to help them and so I I helped and um, the more I helped, the more it hurt myself and the more, uh, the more I was like feeling like I was internalizing this and realizing now how much they desensitized me to what happened to me, how much they, they whitewashed it. And I'm sorry, not whitewashed. God, freaking, that's a whole other freaking subject. Somebody else is going to freaking come for me. Um, they just, they, they just diluted it and, and made it like it never happened. And it was just not that big of a deal, even though it was to me. Um, so like, obviously I'm in a dilemma here of just like, do I continue helping them despite my feelings that I'm going through what I'm putting myself through and my husband because my husband uh, he, he knows <laughs> and he, he couldn't wrap his mind around why I'm willing to help um but like it was it felt like well is it gonna be selfish of me to you know 
back off and then have all these people asking me all these questions of, uh, well, why, why, what happened here and this and that. And then we have to like, I'm not going to lie to people about my past. I have absolutely nothing to hide. But at this point, I felt like I had to hide this for the sake of my family. So they had a fair chance, I guess, at finding him and bringing him home. Because who the hell really wants to go out there searching for a pedophile? And Like, no, he was never convicted of it. But <laughs> if people knew that. Um, he was even accused of it and removed from a church because of it. How many people wouldn't have helped? Um, I, he, he was never found. But still, I... And this whole time, this aunt that I never spoke with, <laughs> like seriously hadn't spoke with in 20 years... Um, she decided to start attacking my family one by one and just kept mentioning and bringing up my, my childhood trauma and bringing is like a, like a weapon against me of like trying to accuse me of his disappearance. I'm assuming I don't, I don't understand fully what she was getting at. I don't understand what she gained from trying to attack us when all we were trying to do was help. But I, I don't know. But from that, I, I've literally been forced to like relive a lot of that childhood trauma and rethink a lot of it and, and look back on it in a new light and see how fucked up it was. How, how fucked up it was that so many people, instead of supporting me and helping me, and protecting me and keeping him from doing this to anybody else. How they just wanted to sweep it under the rug and pretend like it never happened. And I was just supposed to deal with these these feelings by myself. Just deal with this trauma by myself. Uh, that's what's happening. That's been happening. And that, I, I, don't, I don't know what to accuse for that. I don't know the excuse for it. I don't know. All I know is that is, that is what's happening. That is very real. And to see this and see these people trying to freaking brainwash people into believing that it's okay. It's not okay. They're saying up to four years old that they're trying to argue. The young, I have no idea how long exactly when it exactly started all I know is I remember I was five years old in kindergarten and I remember it happening then and I remember it happening every time up until I was 13 years old and I finally came forward with it so I'm just to see them arguing that like somebody could uh, at that age give give sexual consent it hurts my heart so bad because that's so disgusting and so wrong uh, 
Okay, on top of, so yes, I'm biased. I'm on top of that, we can uh, go into the, the, the most current topic of the wearing masks in school in order for them to return back to school. And this whole Biden joke stuff that's going around talking, like there's visual clips of him and some poor little girl, some senator or whoever it is, their daughter, and he's posing for pictures. And I, I hate how much people are sharing all of that and laughing about it and like just acting like it's just a big joke. That's, it's not a joke. Look at that girl's face and tell me. Would you allow that to happen to your daughter? And if you've seen your daughter make that face, you wouldn't have any questions? Because if that's the case, like, you have some severe problems and, like, you need to address those. Or maybe you just don't deserve to have fucking children. Because, like, there are sick people out there in the world. And their first line of defense are their parents. (laughs) And sometimes their only line of defense is their parents. And maybe not even both of them. But it is your responsibility as a parent first to protect your child. To ask those questions. To be aware. Observe what is going on. Observe what is happening around her. Even when you're not looking. And I'm not even just her. Your daughter. Your son. Period. Like. You are their first line of defense against all of this stuff. I, but the the amount of people that like, it's just, and there's some people out there that don't even realize what they're doing when they're sharing those posts and laughing and turning it into a joke and bringing light to it. Like, it's just, oh my goodness, look at creepy Joe Biden. Um, do you not realize how foolish you are making that little girl feel? How how foolish this whole thing looks now to where... God, if you're mil- willing to make a freaking joke about him and laugh about it at her expense, no fucking wonder people don't want to come forward and talk about stuff like this. Because, God forbid... If my mom burst out fucking laughing at me when I told her the stuff that my grandfather did to me. And like when you when you haven't even been able to work up the courage in yourself to speak about it. And people are speaking about it for you. And freaking laughing about it. I gotta blow my nose and collect myself again. And then we will be back for the final topic of wearing masks in schools and the dangers that I see behind that with this whole pedophilia ring going on. Okay, okay, okay. I'm back. I'm back to finish what I started. And now I want to go into this whole, like, not exactly a full circle, but like my thoughts on children wearing masks in school when they return now and I shared this post the other day and sadly it didn't circulate as much as I thought it would and I just I don't know if it's people just don't see it 
or they don't see the connection or what but um so in within the last couple weeks now uh, more schools have been releasing their their new guidelines and safety precautions and protocols for when the students return back to school this fall with you know among this whole COVID-19 thing that's going on um a lot of them are stating like in order for them to return they need to wear masks and some of them are saying it is um optional some of them are saying like they're going to be pushing remote learning there's a whole there's going to be a big shift in people wanting to do homeschooling instead um this whole thing like it, it just brings up so many red flags and I mean you can call me a conspiracy theorist whatever um but like there are so many things below the surface that people don't think about on a daily basis but they are there and once you are made aware of them then like you start seeing things from a different point of view whatever if you want to believe in fairies the tooth fairy and all that stuff okay it's not the same thing this isn't a joke this is real life shit here so, um, the whole thing with this drug, dr- drug ring, God, I wish it was just that the pedophile ring. I'm sorry. Um, this is, is like coming to light, you know, the Epstein Island and like these celebrities that could be tied to it. Um, Corey coming out with, uh, uh Corey Feldman and Corey Haynes coming out with the tale of two Corys. He's, he's speaking out about the sex child ring, pornography ring, pedophile ring, whatever you want to call it, that happens in Hollywood, in the celebrity world, with child stars, that stuff. Now you have, like, just the whole thing. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But... This this stuff is coming out now and it's it's not getting the media attention as much as this COVID-19 and people will argue that like well this is this is taking people's lives. I'm sorry, but is it not taking these uh, like do you not see that like the pedophilia are you not thinking about these child lives because uh, m- yes, maybe not all of them are being killed afterwards during whatever for speaking out against it but even still to to remain living afterwards they don't they're never the same a lot of them the damage that has been done to these children it's <laughs> they're not living anymore and and if they are living it's a it, living in a hell um so to me it is it's it's just as important um so the the stuff that's coming out now like they're talking about like connections between people who own freaking daycares that are in this child sex trafficking ring and Epstein Island and stuff like all over all over the world in the United States and now add add on to that okay um in school, I, I understand that, like, in school, you have your teachers were actually supposed to be trained. In, and if it's not anymore, or if this was never a thing, I'm surprised, honestly. But 
when, like being a teacher isn't just about teaching these children things like sometimes and, and like this was brought to a lot of people's attention during this whole COVID thing when school just abruptly ended and all these children were to remain home um it, it was it was brought to light then just for like you know children sometimes the only meals that they get are the ones they get at school for breakfast and lunch they don't get dinner at home whatever the case may be some of these their only relief from the abuse at home that they're being quiet about is at school and sometimes these teachers are their first line of defense or their, their first option when their parents are not the the first option that they can go to when when it's their parents or whoever that's doing this to them like teachers are just as important as parents in this situation and now we're talking about um either you know keeping this child at home from an outside source from an outside chance of seeking out help uh you're 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 eliminating that opportunity very much um when you go to this e-learning and youtube and or uh, i'm sorry e-learning and remote learning thing and homeschooling to where you're only making it easier for these abusers to be not held accountable now that they don't have a visual uh like the, the, this child doesn't have to be visually seen in the public on a regular basis to verify that they are okay, verify that they're being taken care of, that they're hygiene and everything. You, like, it's so much more than just a, a student going to school every day. It's so much more than that. And I understand that. Um, so, like, that brings up stuff like that. Then, then you have this where um, they're talking about it's optional. I... I whatever to each their own if if you want to send your child to school wearing a mask because that is I mean that's that's your decision that is your child that's your right I just urge for you to properly educate your child on the responsibilities of wearing that mask the safety procedures and to you know not share that mask with other students not give your mask to a child that her parents or their parents did not send them with a mask for their own reasons. And now your child gave their dirty mask to my child. And then my child is wearing this dirty mask against my wishes and all that jazz. Um, on, on top, like properly educate your child on that. Do not just leave that up to the teachers. Another big thing that needs to be brought to the attention I've been on a lot of field trips and in the classroom parties with my daughter, with her school, her entire educational setting. Um, that, that was worded wrongly, whatever. But I, so I've been to a few field trips and I was sometimes in charge of a few more children than just my own. And sometimes it was only I was only in charge of my own child. Um, and sometimes they wore name tags and sometimes they wore all matching shirts for that, that whole school. We all wore matching shirts and name tags or badges, badges with identification or little pieces of paper pinned to their shirts to make them pop out. Like that's your part of your group, whatever. And then you are in charge of your little group. I was at a field trip with three children total and was responsible for those three children going through a corn maze 
Um, that was stressful enough as it is with that. And obviously like as a mom, your natural instincts kick in and you do what you got to do, whatever. I cannot imagine the stress and the worry added on top of that to those chaperones when you add masks into this. If a child is wearing a mask covering almost all of their face and this is a child that you've never met before in your life but now you're responsible for keeping this child in your care and safe but there are so many other that are all looking the same <laughs> but you have to remember now now you have to remember what type of mask this person is wearing their clothes that they're wearing their hair like their eyes you have to pay very specific attention to detail even more so than before maybe not all people look like like think like that but you add a mask onto this now it makes that even harder for yourself to identify those children specifically by their name especially when their badges are a photo identification with their name or sometimes honestly a lot of them still have not fully updated to a photo identification for those kids I know my daughter, she has a photo ID with her name, her bus number, and there's even a little scanner barcode on the back of it. That stays on her backpack at all times. Every time, they just added this last year, every time she steps foot on that bus, she's got to scan in. And that tells that computer system, whatever, it's a system checks thing, that that child has been scanned in onto that bus. And then when that child gets off that bus, she has to scan it back off again. And it keeps a log to show they scanned in, they scanned out at this location. When we rely on stuff like that, like, yeah, like I, I know our, our personal, our bus driver personally, um, she has gotten to know every one of her kids and she knows them by face. She knows them by name, but that's a lot of kids. And, and you know, it, it's, it's a very special thing to be able to do that. And I mean, in the, the retail world, you getting to remember, I'm sorry, not retail, like, uh, what is that? The, like the restaurant business, bartender, waitressing world. You get to know your regulars by their face, their order, their location. Like when they come in, you get to know bits and pieces of them and stuff. Um, how much more difficult is that going to be when you add a mask to that? And, and, and like in bars, um, how much more difficult is it going to be to require a picture ID to verify your age that you're even old enough to step foot in that bar when the picture I'm seeing and your face is half covered, you're wearing a mask? How, I can't ask you to remove that mask um, to, to properly identify. So what do I do in that situation? So let's bring that back to that and going into schools so we, we followed the like how stressful it can be for a bus driver a, a chaperone and now let's get to the teachers your teacher you are in charge of your entire class of kids every single one of your kids wearing masks and you can only see little bits and pieces of them um you get to know them by their hair you get to know them by their eyes and like all these other things yes but what happens when there's a substitute teacher what happens when 
you're put into a emergency situation where the kids are not where they normally are and now other people are responsible to look over your child like during a tornado drill or something an event and your kids wander off because they're being kids but now they have a mask on nobody can verify who exactly that child is and now we get to the part that scares me the most your child being able to have the ability to properly identify to positively identify their trusted teachers their trusted adults with their adults wearing masks like that it, it scares me and, and to see like from a distance from like just from the sidelines kids being out on recess and you just see what looks like a mom or a dad holding a kid's hand walking to a vehicle like oh they just that their parents came to pick them up when you can't see that fi- that that child's facial reactions because it's covered up by a mask if this is a stranger or what's going on like do you see the the amount of danger that we are potentially opening up to this like and this is not me even grazing like I'm not even talking about like the health concerns that this arises and like the effectiveness of you know keeping everybody safe with using these masks and stuff especially when you give that responsibility to a young child to don't touch your face don't touch your mask it's not a toy um you don't know like you know what I'm saying (laughs) but now we have to give these children the responsibility of properly identifying they're a trusted adults when they're wearing a mask who it's it's scary because you know all these people are like don't let this stuff consume you blah 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 um i'm sorry but at the the fate of or the chance of not letting this consume me, I've completely pulled the wool over my eyes for a very long time about it. And I obviously clearly see so many other have done the same. And I'm a victim of sexual abuse as a child. And the wool was pulled over my eyes. But now I'm seeing the true potential. This is everywhere. There, there. I, last year... I made a big stink. My daughter went to summer school and um, in summer school, like we had to, they didn't have a bus service. So we had to pick up and drop off. Um, But we had to pick up and drop off on our own. And this woman kept leaving her child in the car on the side of the building, walking around to the front out of her line of vision to wait for her other children to be dropped off at the door for the teachers to come open the doors for them to come out. There were several occasions to where I parked and I heard a child screaming bloody murder crying and I look over to see a child shut into a in a vehicle all by herself in a car seat, the doors unlocked, the windows cracked and no parent in sight. And I walk around the corner and I literally make an announcement and ask who. And the, the woman who it was just like wanted to laugh at all. I'm like, oh yeah, she's having a bad day today. And did not take it for as serious as it could be. Like, I'm sorry, but 
even though you tell a pedophile <laughs> that they are not allowed within a certain amount of space of a place that a child is going to be, a school, a playground, just because you tell them they're not allowed to, doesn't mean they're not going to go there. Um, and, and, and just because you feel like you were in a protected community, doesn't mean it won't happen to you. So... I, I made a big stink about it. I, I brought it up to the, the principal. I brought it up to the staff that was out there. I brought it up to her and I made a big stink about it because that is so dangerous. So dangerous for you. Just your one lazy moment. Uh, just you didn't feel like taking your kid out of the car and you figured, you know, oh, so nobody can yell at me. I'll leave the vehicle running so that she has AC and she doesn't get too hot. But in order to do that, you're potentially leaving your vehicle unlocked for somebody else to a steal your vehicle with your child in it or just come steal your child um but like this this is how things happen it's when you least expect it it's it creeps up on you and i don't want to be surprised anymore i want to know what is going on in that community because i want to know how to defend myself against it i want to know how to protect my child against it even more than i was doing because apparently what i was doing was just this small potatoes compared to the real picture that's out there like the, the full span of Epstein Island this human trafficking shit all the shit that has been pulled over like the bull has been pulled over our eyes and it's just been glazed over of you know like some people make a big deal out of it but it just isn't heard enough it's not a loud enough noise that it catches enough attention and the media is not helping to to get this out there the seriousness seriousness of this and it, you just have louder people yelling, it's for the safety of others, stop being so selfish. You know what, I in this world, in the way that things are going, everybody is selfish. Everybody is out for themselves. And you know what, that is me too. I don't want my child wearing a mask to where you cannot properly identify her when she is walking around her school that she should be safe in, which she will not be safe in. The, like should be should be is the key word but do i feel like they will ever be 100 percent safe anywhere no absolutely not not with this mentality of people just grazing the surface of this information and moving on like meh didn't happen to me so i don't give a fuck it happened to me i'm still witnessing this shit i'm 32 years old i'm still witnessing this stuff 20 plus years after i came out about my story and nothing has changed it's still happening every freaking day and nothing has changed. You, I, I see these movements happening about Black Lives Matter and, you know, racism and making all these changes. So much changes that they've destroyed monuments and they've done, like, taking over cities and stuff. Because somebody doesn't, doesn't accept somebody of a different color. But where like why why is there not that same momentum that same energy to fight against pornography like sexual uh, child pornography sexual exploitation of children like human trafficking why 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 is that such a quiet voice and I don't mean that in dis disrespect to any of the people that have been that voice that have been screaming out but why is it so quiet in the media about that? And stupid shit that doesn't really give a... It doesn't fucking matter is so loud. 
I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit if this guy decided he was going to sit on his knee during a national anthem. Whatever. That's not hurting anybody. I don't give a shit. The more important thing is, is what happened to this child? Why was she raped, brutally murdered, and it fucking covered up? Like, that's what I want to know. I, I would rather be inundated by horrible news like that every day to get the point across that something needs to be changed. Because when you just get so des- desensitized to it to where you don't care, it becomes a joke or something. Like, eh, what are you going to do? Same thing with this whole bullshit about oh I'm not going to vote because my vote how, how, it does my vote really matter we really 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 need to hold ourselves accountable hold ourselves responsible more for for what happens for our child's future for the safety of our children and you know this whole like Worrying about getting in trouble for spanking your child, disciplining your child. Like, people are using that. They're using that as an excuse to push to, you're not allowed to nosy your way into my freaking life. And all that protects are the people that have something to hide. And if they got something to hide, it's something they shouldn't be doing. And if it's something they shouldn't be doing... We should be stopping them. Our children are our future. And if we keep allowing this to happen, like our children are just going to be broken shells. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to think for themselves. They're just going to be mindless robots following what was told to them, what was preached to them, what was beat into their minds. And... To think that there's a poor child out there that could think that that is normal, that that is supposed to be okay, that that is, that's just normal life, that absolutely breaks my heart. And to see so many people naively opening up their children to those dangers, it hurts my heart and it absolutely terrifies me and I just really wish that there was more people out there that weren't so scared to speak up and talk about it and (laughs) paint freaking murals on the side of buildings or down the fucking street, take over fucking cities for that shit. Because to me, that that's, I personally feel like that, that's more important than you bitching about somebody else that didn't like you for whatever. I don't, I don't promote violence. I I will not provoke violence of any sort. (laughs) But in the case of pedophiles and rapists, if proven guilty beyond any doubt, if you feel like they need a second chance, medically castrate them. And see if that releases them from their urges that they say they can't help. And if that doesn't help, then you know what? This whole Epstein Island thing. It's funny. I remember hearing talk of an island a long time ago. People were talking about. And, and I was a child. I was pretty young. But it was it was something in the media 
and it was along the lines of like all of these you know put them all on an island together and I don't know if that ever really happened but it's ironic that you know you put all these fucking people on an island but you give them exactly what they want on that island that's disgusting like the I it just I'm doing my part. I need I need to bring this out there, share my thoughts, share my opinions on this thing. You can take it or leave it as you want. You can take it as a conspiracy theory as you want. I whatever. But to me, this all is screaming. This is just red flags. So many red flags. And I honestly think that there's way too many coincidences between what's going on currently with COVID-19 and what we are changing and what the new normal that's happening and and the current stuff that is going on in like the courts right now (laughs) I don't know I mean look into it for yourself don't take just one person's word on this look into it for yourself do your own research and see if if you see what I'm seeing if you, but just don't blindly pass over it and think it's not happening. It's just some dramatic stuff because it's not. It really is happening. And if we just, we need to rip this wide open and not let them push it under the rug again. Because the only person that we are protecting in this instance by doing that is these freaking pedophiles and rapists and disgusting individuals that think it's okay and want to make excuses and defend them for hurting children and exploiting children. I think I'm going to leave it there. Um, I've managed to get through all of everything. No, I see. I, it already got sidetracked. But this is the post that I posted because I I keep seeing these cartoon, like the political cartoon comic memes, whatever you want to call them. Um, I seen this picture and it was when schools reopen and it's a picture of a classroom, the teacher, everybody's wearing masks. Um, The teacher is like making a reaction like she's ripping her hair out. Um, This one table, they're wadding up a mask and throwing it at the other one. So one is wearing a mask running from that one. Another one, there's a kid underneath the table and he's just crawling all over the floor. Um, This one says, Miss, he's wearing my mask. And so this other kid took his mask. Miss, he's coughing on me. And they're touching each other, like their fingers and yelling at each other. And Miss, he says, my mask is cheap. And then there's a child that's wearing a mask over his eyes and not over his face or over his mouth. And I seen this and I seen a couple others. It says what face masks says about a person. And there are six different people. The first one, she is dressed like a nurse or it says healthcare professional and she's wearing an N95 mask. Then you have a semi-professional, a man wearing what looks like a business suit, and he's wearing a, um, like it looks like a cloth, but like a little bit like a step down from the N95 mask. Then you have the thrifty, a woman wearing a scarf that she's neatly wrapped around her face. Then you have 
um, one of these floral cloth masks that somebody made at home and it says handy with a needle and thread. Um, then you see a the stereotypical burglar with the um, black eye mask over his eyes and then a bandana across his mouth. Probably a bank robber listed under that one. And then you have a next one where it's just a person wearing a pair of underwear upside down all on their head and it says shouldn't be allowed out of the house. That's another example. And then we have this other one. It's a, a scenery from a bank. And the bank teller is wearing gloves and she's holding some stacks of money that she is giving and putting into this money bag for this person wearing a bandana over their face with a gun posted or a gun, what looks like a gun underneath of his jacket pointed at her. And it says, I think you are so considerate wearing a mask protecting people. Thank you. Like that one speaks a lot itself. Like they're literally robbing the bank, but because he's wearing a mask. So um, from those is what stemmed a lot of this, this idea I had of like, wow, like I didn't think of this before, but this is my post exactly. Does anyone else think how odd it is that during the same time they are uncovering more and more connections in the human sex trafficking ring that they are announcing certain areas where schools will be requiring masks? Does no one see the possible connection, not including the arguments already beaten to death about their effectiveness and possible health concerns? Does does this not pose a ginormous security threat for the safety of these children? I've been on several field trips as a chaperone responsible for the safety of my small group of kids. Even with a name tag and the matching t-shirts, there are still challenges keeping them together and under your supervision at all times. I couldn't imagine adding masks that will cover most of their faces. This raises major concerns with probably or properly identifying every student for pickup and bus services, does it not? Driver's license photos don't mean jack anymore if everyone is using masks. It is literally making it harder to identify victims and suspects on ring cameras and other surveillance footage. I'm sure that's rather convenient as well. But this is making it all too easy for children to not be able to properly identify the trusted school staff. This is potentially just leading our sheep right to the wolves. There's definitely more going on behind the scenes. Pay attention to the stuff that is barely spoken about compared to the stuff that has completely saturated the media. I urge you to really look into it for yourselves. This isn't just about a man-made virus doing exactly what it was designed for, distraction and population control. I would personally hope that my daughter can grow up with the same simple freedoms that so many are currently overlooking that have been taken from us in just this year alone. This, this is real and this is scary. And these, this, like I said, this opens up so many questions and concerns for safety and what happens. Like these, you're opening yourself up for new precedents, new problems. Are they addressing this? When are they going to address this? Like, how are we going to battle a lot of these concerns? You know, like I, I could literally, I could go on forever just with so many questions that I have of this whole thing. But it's like, I don't want to dilute from this situation right here, right now. Requiring children of all ages to wear masks while they're at school, to encourage them to wear masks outside of school and in, in public settings. Like, are we literally just handing our children over <laughs> and just 
hoping that these people are just going to be good people and trusted and respected individuals. that that that's my question are we are we just supposed to hope um i'm gonna leave it right there for you because i've obviously rambled on quite a bit but um i just i urge everybody especially even if you don't have children i urge you to like look into this look at the bigger picture stop focusing on the stuff that they're throwing in your face and start focusing on the stuff that they're trying to distract you from because like you're you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of questions that have been unanswered and it's it's gonna open up a lot more questions for you too um i hope everybody has a good day stay vigilant and um look out for yourself look out for your children look out for your neighbor's children look out for your neighbors even if you feel like they don't deserve it just look out that whole see something, say something thing, do it. Um, don't be afraid to share this information that's out there. Don't be afraid to have open conversations about this because the more we feel like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. It's a grody subject and oh, it's taboo. The more we do that, the more we are doing a, a, a injustice to ourselves and those victims by not helping them spread the word. Um, thank you and have a, have a good day.